A nice deep breath. Yeah. In through the nose, out through the mouth. How beneficial. Oh my God, right? Welcome to episode four of the I Am Your Friend podcast. I'm your host, Aiden Licker, and today my, our guest is our friend, Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi, Aiden. How are you? Oh, I'm just peachy. How are you? I'm doing great. I, uh, I drank a lot last night. Same. Uh, yeah, did you? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. You went uh-huh. to the pink. Oh, yes. It yeah. was an experience. Have you ever been there before? Uh, yes. One time. I can't remember oh, when. Obviously, I, I can't I think remember. we were there together one yeah. time. Yeah. And then we went to 40 Thieves. Yep. I do remember that It was that a good night. time. Yeah. That was a wild night. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't been to the pink since uh, pre-pandemic. Uh, yeah. Heard they switched the floors. They did. Yeah, is it weird? It, seems it was super weird. It was weird um, being there and having to sit at the bar and no one was walking around. Like, right. the floors were empty. Like, yeah. That was weird. Yeah, sitting down is not something I do there. No. Usually. Yeah. That was bizarre. Yeah, interesting. Well, how are you, how did you feel this morning? After? Oh, not, not yeah, that same. great. I did not feel like Pablo. <laughs> um, yeah, I was a bit scattered all day. And then we moved to Futon. We sure did. Out of your apartment, which was fun. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's a day full of Aiden. And I watched your uh, podcast this morning. Yeah, that was weird. When you yes, walked I in. walked yes. into your apartment I like, oh. and I was on your television. Yeah, and I was like out of it completely. So yeah. it was a bizarre experience. That's good. Well, I'm glad you checked it out. I did. It was um, great. Yeah. So tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and the things that you do in life. Uh, ah. And yeah. Okay. Uh, well. I originally got a, a degree in philosophy, so I do lots of philosophy stuff. Oh, cool. I actually didn't know that about you. I t- yeah, Fredonia. That was my major at Fredonia. Awesome. Yeah. Did you ever have uh, Jacuzzo? Yes, the guy with the curly hair? Yeah. Yes. He was my intro to philosophy professor at, at um, Fredonia. Taught me a lot, actually. I learned a lot in that class. Yeah, I took his, uh, his intro class, and I took an ethics class with him. Yeah. He was That might have been different. what it was. Maybe it was intro to ethics. Yeah, he was an interesting he guy. He was different. I sure. liked him. Um, and then I got a bachelor's in psych at UB, and now I'm in a master's program for school psychology. Nice. So is that what you're doing, like, for your job now? Is that what you do? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, that is, so do you work with, like, young kids? Um, sc- any school-age children. Yeah. Um, in the fall, I'll be in a middle school or elementary school, or a middle school and high school, mm-hmm. and then I'll be in an elementary school. That's got to be a very interesting thing to do, uh, especially during this time Yeah. Uh, when everybody is very on edge um especially you know children and what they've had to go through through yeah. everything and not being able to be in school and stuff like that it's there's a, a lot of research coming out right now about the effects of the pandemic on kids uh, can't imagine it's very good not ideal yeah. i'm not gonna lie um but it's uh obviously something that's never really happened before right so it's um it's interesting to see how some kids are like flourishing Mm-hmm. honestly doing super well with virtual learning and mm-hmm. then some kids are like haven't learned anything yeah. in a year and they're and probably just are like, feeling very left behind oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. right how do you <laughs> how do you even make that up <laughs> uh, no um so a lot of people are talking about summer classes mm-hmm. um i don't think that's gonna be a thing yeah. <laughs> but uh i think it's just kind of going in with the knowledge that like they don't have these skills yet, like their grade level skills, acknowledging it and just going from there. Damn, I that don't sounds know. scary. I, c- I can't imagine being in 
like elementary school right now. Yeah. It's so confusing. They don't know what's going on. Yeah. They're tiny. They have no idea what's going no, on. No, not That's a That's something I, I really never even thought about. I mean, I guess a little bit because I, I have some friends that are teachers mm-hmm. and stuff, but uh, yeah, that's, that, and it really is like, I don't know, when it comes down to it, I feel like that's who has gotten the short end of the stick through oh this entire gosh. thing has been has been kids. Yeah. Yeah, especially, I mean, when you look at, especially for virtual learning, um, for like underprivileged kids oh, you know yeah. and just there you, there are kids that they haven't heard from in a year like yeah, they don't have yeah. no idea right. what went on with these kids they're not in school at all they obviously a lot of people don't have wi-fi or access to laptops mm-hmm. so these kids are just a wall they have no idea what's going on yeah do you work in like those kinds of communities uh that is my goal yeah that's my what you're trying goal, to get to yes yeah. <laughs> so that's what that's my end goal is to um work in urban settings okay Okay, so what is your uh, experience so far? Like, what have you, I mean, I assume you've been doing some sort of hands-on stuff, right? So right now, since uh, it's my first year, uh, I don't work in a school yet. That's for next semester. But I am doing something through UB called APS, which is, I'm an athletic performance specialist. Whoa, that's (laughs) not school psychology. way fancier. Uh, I actually counsel kids academically, like, who are on in the athletics department okay so they obviously have a hours and hours of practices and mm-hmm. then they have their classwork and so i just help them balance their lives and i help with like goal setting and by the next meeting you'll have this chunk of your essay done mm-hmm. and i help them with literally anything they ever need help with wow so that's kind of like school psychology yeah the do you goal like setting. it do you like doing it some days i love it so much because it can be so rewarding when a kid like they get it yeah and you're just like, and you watch oh, it click yes yeah. and you see like it light the light in their eyes mm-hmm. yes you get it now uh and then some days it's uh it's like pulling teeth yeah so i'm sure yeah you can't always have good breakthroughs <laughs> no that's probably something that you learn um yeah. or have to have to accept peace yeah, with. yeah. You know came, I mean? came like, to terms with that right long yeah, time yeah, ago. yeah yeah you kind of have to for sure um i'm interested do you when um, you know, you're in school and learning all this stuff. Do they, I feel like they have to talk about social media, uh, and how much that is playing into the psychology of children, Mm -hmm. um, as well as just like, uh, just technology in general and how, you know, all these kids just kind of have devices in their hands, um, all the time. And that, I mean, I have two nephews who are always, you know, they're just sucked into their tablets, like at all times. And I'm just like, I can't imagine what that's like like scary to watch yeah that's what i'm saying uh so this is like the first generation well like kids in high school now Mm -hmm. and like a little bit older that's the first generation of kids who were like born and raised with technology right so they're the population that's being studied um because they're kind of coming into adulthood now which is weird to think about yeah (laughs) um but uh my my friend did a presentation about this topic and apparently they didn't about mental health and social media sure and they didn't really see any difference for this huge survey they did like kids who used social media more or kids who didn't weren't allowed to use social media they didn't get a like a a significant difference like a statistical difference i was blown away because you would think that kids on social media social media has an impact on like adult mental health that's what right yeah you've got to tell me twice yeah i know man i know i know 
that's what I just I mean I had you know social media when I was in high school you know and like in in middle school but um I don't know to have it and I don't know if they do have it that young I don't know if these kids oh I'm sure I I mean my two nephews are on TikTok all the time but Uh, yeah I'm not gonna bash them for that because you know I love TikTok. (laughs) same constantly on TikTok that's my shit uh that's yeah it's really really interesting um I just find it, I mean, obviously, you know, not to be all, the children are our future, but, it, <laughs> but like, they are, you they know, are. it's, uh, you know, seeing how people, I don't know, through, like, the whole pandemic, you know, and I, and I, I keep talking about this, but uh, we all had a ch- chance to kind of take a step back and, like, mm-hmm. look at shit, right, and it's like, what are we doing here, mm-hmm. how are we going about the things that we're doing, and I think a, a lot of that plays into, like, kids growing up, you know what I mean, it's yeah. just like, uh, I don't have, you know, besides my nephews, those, those literally the only example I have, like, I don't really have kids around in my yeah. life. So I'm one of the youngest in my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but that's why, I mean, we were having a conversation. When was that? When I was at your apartment last weekend, two yeah, weekends so. ago? Time all blends together Yeah, now. I don't, it's a concept. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but and I don't remember what we were talking about, but that obviously something happened where I was like, I think you should come on the podcast and talk about this. <laughs> Um, do you remember what we were talking about or no? Oh. It's okay if you don't. We can just keep going. <laughs> I don't know if I remember. Yeah. I feel like it was something with, with your work and, um, I don't know, just underprivileged kids, I feel like you were talking about. Oh. You, I, feel, I don't know. You had a lot of good insight on stuff I never even thought about, and that's why I wanted to, you know, have you on. So. Oh, I was listening to, I think it was your second episode, and you were, like, talking about how you don't know how to make people more empathetic. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. And I, I was like I was sitting there this. listening to it. And I was like, the children. Yeah. Start with the children. Start with the children. Yeah. So I'm doing this 45-minute uh, presentation, which is like an inclusivity toolkit. Um, and we each got a topic. And I like begged my teacher. I was like, please, let me do LGBTQ kids. Please. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, but I like did all this research and – they were talking about empathy training and that is the biggest um kids who do empathy training they have the lowest incidence of bullying in their schools makes sense right Right. (laughs) but if you raise empathetic kids it's like a practice empathy is a practice Mm -hmm. and so the more they practice it in schools it's more innate to them when they get out into the real world you raise empathetic tiny humans and they grow up (laughs) to empathetic bigger adults yeah and so I was like, there, it's so easy to teach empathy and to model empathy for kids. And you can, like, you can change their lives Yeah. by just showing them how to care about someone or noticing when someone's upset. Yeah, that's interesting if you put a focus on it. And then the, the bullying thing was a – because, yeah, I do notice that. I mean, in young kids, it's hard to – try to at least you know in my experience and i'm not a person who's <laughs> prides myself on how i work with children but uh you know uh, even i hear them say some things you know what i mean where they like will judge somebody or something or make fun of a, a kid because they look different or something and, and you know part of that's just like all right well they're just a kid or yeah. whatever but, when but you, i don't know how to explain to them that i'm like i mean just why does it matter yeah and they're like, you know, they look at me like I got two heads. They're like, what do you mean? Like, He's I don't, different, I'm 10. But... I don't know why things matter. Like, you know what I mean? Pretty much. But the best thing to do for kids that age is to model empathy. So if you hear them saying stuff like that, you can walk up to that individual and give them a compliment. It's like super small things that kids pick up on. Yeah. And they just, 
it becomes a habit for them. Mm. So this project that you were working on, what it, what what was the project like? What was what went into it? So I assume a lot of research. Oh my gosh, so much research. Mm-hmm. That's I think <laughs> anything in a master's program. I just I don't have a master's oh. degree, nor have I ever gone to graduate school. But I just assume it's just all research. So much. I have like seven hours. pages of references after it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I found this survey from GLSEN, so the Gay Lesbian Straight Education Network network something with an n sure yeah that sounds uh, right yeah right yeah. so they do a, a survey every two years they get like i think it was fifty-six thousand kids to take this online survey no when we're talking kids school age populations just elementary school oh no school age like kindergarten to 12 oh okay like just yeah that's school age school yeah, that wouldn't make sense yeah. right you know the age i'm of learning in school I'm children learning so much. <laughs> it's important yeah to you know? yeah gotta figure it out anyway Right. So um, they I think the population of LGBTQ children was like 11,000, which is like a pretty decent population for statistical significance. Mm-hmm. And so I like you would assume that it would be like better in schools now. It not so much. I, I mean, don't I know. guess it probably depends where, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it was nationwide. So I, w- I would love to see the statistics of like different states and different places right for like bullying statistics and stuff but the biggest thing that like blew my mind was so many of those kids are bullied by their teachers for being gay or really yes being gender non-conforming what have you interesting that doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> right yeah you're the guy that's supposed to you know you're molding the minds of tomorrow what right. are you doing Oh, interesting. I I think about a lot of times of like some miserable teachers that I've had in my life. And I'm just like, how did, why did you do this? You know what I mean? Like, like you were just saying, like we're, you're molding the minds of tomorrow. Right. You went to and it's school like, for this. Yeah. You put so much time and it seems like you really hate what you do and you hate children. Like I don't understand teachers who are just dicks for no reason. Like it's like, they have a superiority complex. You give any one person like it any has kind to be of power, like that, right? Yeah, for them, it's just like I want to, I want to be molding the minds how I think they should be. <laughs> yes. molded, you know what I mean? It's oh, like baby. because I'm, yeah, because I got it figured out. Could you imagine? What a horrible mindset of a teacher. And it's more common than I thought it was. Yeah. It was like oh, I wish I could remember the statistic. It was like seventy-eight percent of kids were bullied by their teacher for not conforming to their their assigned sex at birth. So, like, they weren't masculine enough or yeah. they weren't feminine enough. It's like, dude. What What do you – I'm interested is, like – and the reason I asked about, like, what age these kids were talking about is because, like, I wonder what age it's, like – I don't know. that The most popular age that, like, you know, people start to – realize this like non-conformity thing you know what i mean i don't know if you have any insights to that. um middle school yeah, is when uh sexual orientation um right. kind of emerges but i was listening to this ted talk while doing research for this project obviously yeah. and um TED kids, talks are research i thought so <laughs> kids have a good idea of their own gender identity at the age of four really yes interesting also blew my mind yeah yeah that's crazy to think about you know um, cause like, yeah, I don't know that's, and it's not a, a world that I'm very familiar with, you know, but I do think about it and it's, um, 
you know, because I look back and I'm like, hmm, maybe was, you know, yeah. and I start thinking, and I'm like, was there ever a point where I questioned, you know, and I'm yeah. just like, so I think about it, but I'm like, no, I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> no, I think I'm good, like where I'm at, but um, no, I don't know. It's, uh, sorry, I'm, I lose, I'm hungover and tired, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, right I'm losing my train of thought a lot, but um, four years old. Yes. Being like, I don't think I'm feeling this, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because as a parent, you know, like, I'm sure, you know, the same way that you're saying, like, a teacher would bully. I mean, I'm sure there's parents that are like, you're four. Oh, yeah. You know? And it's just easy to write that off. And it's like, maybe you, we should pay attention to that, though. I don't know. You know? If they're telling you something, they know themselves. That's true. When you're four, yeah. like, you, you're starting to get it figured out. Right. I would listen to them. I also don't think I would ever raise my child, like, in a gender. You know, like put boys and all the truck stuff and like yeah. girls and all the tutus and stuff yeah i'm not I into that i don't think i would i was talking recently i mean okay so you and i have been split on this topic for a while but i love taylor swift and you are not <laughs> no, a taylor i'm really swift. sorry i do love taylor swift okay. i promise all right well there was the one night we were at frizzy's and you were yelling at me <laughs> i never live this down <laughs> i was just like i just don't understand why you just won't I let me like so her so drunkated yeah i know i understand all, all is well i pick weird battles yeah like I that's really what I love about you. Like you, got, you got spunk. You know? <laughs> like that's what I'm gonna be mad about yeah, right now. Yeah, you're very passionate, and that's that's the people I want on this show are very passionate people. <laughs> Strange passions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll still passion. It. Passion's still good. It doesn't matter what it is, um, unless it's like I don't know murder. But yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, I don't do that. Are you into like uh, murder podcasts? So into murder. Podcasts. Yeah, I don't know anybody that's not. I I haven't. <laughs> right. I haven't uh, dived dove in i haven't dove in i didn't i'm not into it <laughs> uh, i want to save that yeah sound well clip. we'll use that for the promo for sure um yeah i it's i haven't checked them out and i don't i think i'm just apprehensive because i think i would be very obsessed with it and that i wouldn't leave time for what are you doing i'm gonna i'm gonna leave you a list okay. of all the ones you have to listen to i know there's a uh last podcast on the left is that one of them uh i just like the name of that one that is a really good yeah. one uh crime junkie's a good one uh case file he's australian so he's a case four case four case four yeah i like him that's cool yeah i don't um I've never listened. I'm, I, again, I'm sure I would love them because that's, st- I mean, who, who like th- those stories are so compelling and right? it's like, keeps you engaged, get your mind going. Right. Yeah. I love thinking about, well, it sounds so morbid, but like <laughs> thinking about some, how, how someone's brain works that way. Yeah. The psychology behind it. Yeah. Yes. Like a, a sociopath. Mm-hmm. I wish, I wish I didn't find them so interesting because yeah. like a lot of the time they do really bad things. Yeah. But it's so interesting. interesting. It is interesting that someone is, has, I mean, would we, is socio, I mean, sociopathic is some uh, mental illness, right? Yeah, I think it's like the inability to feel compassion. uh, You don't, you don't feel anything. Yeah. Like, you don't feel sad. How does that happen? I don't know. Yeah, that's Um, a weird chemical imbalance. I know Jeffrey Dahmer's mother was taking phenobarbitals and antidepressants and when she was pregnant when she was pregnant with him and yeah, then he, fuck something up. yeah and then he mm. also had a hernia in his skull and he was fine until he was four he got the hernia fixed and then yeah. he just like was jeffrey dahmer no 
I was thinking of Ted Bundy. I was going to say, ah. was he the handsome one? Because <laughs> yeah. that was crazy. Yes. Huh? The Ted Bundy thing. with like, yes. I haven't now. Pff, dude, I haven't watched any of this shit because I know there's like 30 Ted Bundy mm-hmm. documentaries and movies. There's a movie with Zac Efron or something. I don't know if it's yeah, out yet. I have not seen that one. Uh, is it out? It exists, I think it's right? on Netflix. Yeah, it's got a really long title. Probably. Yeah, there's somebody who's listening to this going, oh my God, I know what it is. <laughs> I haven't watched it. But um, no, I think that was, I mean, the Ted Bundy thing was what, the 70s? I think so. Yeah, when like people just put what they was on TV and they were good looking, they were like, "Sign me up." I'm into that. I'm on that guy's side. Oh yeah, I think Crazy. a lot of serial killers have like huge like fangirl followings. Like I was watching a documentary um, on the Night Stalker, who like Yo, yeah, not an attractive man. Yeah. He was like missing several teeth and was like very scary. He looked like a little ghost. Did you watch the? That hotel one. Hotel Cecil. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I didn't watch that either, but <laughs> uh, I didn't. I don't watch anything, but uh, I did watch a. My mom is really into um, like the ghost hunter shows. Oh. She loves those. Um, I think they're funny, <laughs> uh, but she is like very into them, and so I got her Discovery Plus. Oh, you know, what a and nice so, son. Well, I'm not paying for it. I made it sound like I did. I just helped her sign up. You know what I mean? <laughs> she, I appreciate the clarification. I just told her, I'm like, hey, there's this new streaming service. There's another one that they came out with. But this one's got everything that you like. My mom's obsessed. Yeah. My mom's like, it's got TLC, HGTV, yep, yep. Lifetime. <laughs> yep. like, it's got everything that, that you love. Um, she's watching some weird Lifetime show now. Uh, uh, some sort of love show some like weird dating experiment show it's based in australia or some shit i don't know she's no really idea. into it though oh i'm uh, happy for her yeah. we all have to have our passions totally totally yeah my mom loves discovery plus man <laughs> um so i got her onto discovery plus and now she's just been like she loves it Straight you know what I mean? she's like why do we even have cable this is all i want it has know? everything yeah she still watches cable though really uh, dude my parents are funny uh i love your parents. i like you know uh had the whole smart system set up so that like they could literally tell Alexa what they want the TV to do and it'll <laughs> yeah. happen. Um, and they just are like, no, nah, we're just going to watch cable. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I, dude, you pay, like we got the ad free version of discovery plus and they're still like dealing with commercials and stuff. Wild. Anyway, ghost hunters, uh, <laughs> the Cecil hotel is mm-hmm. that what it's called. Um, yeah, I watched like an episode of that, and they were talking about the Night Stalker and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the I, in my opinion, the episode, that episode of the Ghost Hunters thing was pretty bad, but I think oh, most no. of them are. You know, yeah. dude, they have these weird devices. Yes, you know, and they're like, "This is gonna pick up, and it's gonna convert it to text." I'm like, "Who made that?" I see them on TikTok all the time. How does that? What do you? I don't know. I wish I could tell. There's like ones where it, it talks, like the ghost tries it's to like communicate a with spell. It. Yeah, like a speaking <laughs> spell. Literally, like a speaking spell. <laughs> And then they, like, put captions under it. And I was like, I did not hear that. Yeah. <laughs> that ghost did not say its name was Katie. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, weird. And, of course, it like says exactly what they were. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. And that's, at that point, I'm like, all right, I'm checked out of this. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You going to get some ghost hunting equipment to go with your. The podcast? Yeah, Make the podcast. it a ghost hunting podcast. <gasps> Once I'm in promise. this specific room. <laughs> oh, no. I used to share. No, this is not. Okay. I don't know. It was a weird thing. So I actually, this is this is not a large room. Uh, Liam and I used to share this room. You're kidding. Yeah. So we had a bed on, on each wall here. <laughs> and uh, the one night we were just hanging out in here and a light bulb just like exploded on its own. Oh, no. Yeah. And uh, 
we didn't even question it we were like that was a ghost for sure like there's <laughs> no yeah they were like there was no way that was anything else like we were literally just chilling and like the lights were on and one of the bulbs just literally shattered like exploded and just glass was just all over the floor and we were just both chilling in here just like cool so this house is haunted and we're moving on yeah oh no yeah i don't think it, it is though I would imagine our building's haunted, but I haven't. It's I haven't an old seen building. Didn't that, didn't that building used to be a school yes, or some sort? Yeah, schools school are haunted house. for sure. They have Every to be. school has to be haunted. Yeah, but the janitors at least. Right. Yeah. I'm really terrified. Do you have creepy shit that happens in your apartment? No, oh. I almost wish we did, because like it seems like the place where that should happen. Yeah, maybe you're just not looking for it. All right, gotta get some ghost hunting equipment. Yeah, that's what I'm out? saying. Yeah, <laughs> if I can figure it out, man, I'll I'll bring whatever I can to to get that going. All right. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, politically, you and I are very aligned. So similar. Yeah. And uh, normally I don't like, like I, for this podcast, I was like, I don't know. But like, it, I'm also me, you know? <laughs> That's it's a like, good point. It's like, when the fuck am I not talking about this shit? You know what I mean? So it's, it's like. It's important. Yeah, absolutely. You're correct. I mean, I, I think it's. I keep trying to like, you know, accept peace that's just like, I'm not going to fucking change anybody's mind. I can just keep it to myself. And then right. there's sometimes where I just get so wrapped up in it that i'm like i have to talk about this at all i'm literally incapable yeah, of keeping you're, it we're, the, we're similar to in that myself way. Yeah. um my family is super conservative oh for real so conservative Are your parents yes oh. so my dad's hindu and my mom's catholic yeah just and then they're both like the most republican people right and then my grandma is like hard into QAnon right now your grandma my grandmother how old is your grandmother 80 80 she's turning super 81 in july is this your uh, my mom's mom your mom's mom okay Oh, yes. Yeah. She's like hardcore. And what's into her it. background? She uh, grew up super, super poor in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Met my grandpa and then like popped out five kids. And nice. Yeah, they all are. My grandma's story was similar, except she did 10 kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your family's gigantic. I don't know. I, I have no idea. But I don't know. Maybe. But they are Catholic. Oh, yeah. And they don't. Uh, I'm not gonna. I was gonna say something insensitive. I'm not gonna say something insensitive. So <laughs> I appreciate that. They keep their kids. Uh, uh, <laughs> they love if they get pregnant. They are keeping yes. them and they're having them. And uh, psh, thank God because that's where I'm at. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Why my little brother's around? He was right. an accident. Right. Yeah. No. I I, most of, of us. I'm mo- I would say like 85 percent of my family was not supposed to be here. <laughs> well, hey. We're chilling. Yeah. We're vibing. No, I thought, I'm sorry if that was insensitive at all. So anyway, but. What are you gonna do? Yeah. I don't know. It's Moving so on. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like heavily indoctrinated into the the Catholic Church yeah, because same. I went to a Catholic school mm-hmm. until I was in I from until fourth grade. Fourth grade on, I was homeschooled by my mother. And whoa, yeah, I didn't it, know that. Yep. <laughs> fourth grade to twelfth grade. Fourth grade to tenth grade. Okay. And then I uh, went to a community college and got my GED. Um, but the curriculum, interesting, right? <laughs> the curriculum she chose was like super everything was it was math for young catholics spelling for young catholics vocabulary for wow young catholics. it was literally like everything catholic was school. catholic that's wild catholic it was more math, catholic math-like. than my catholic private school that i went to yeah absolutely that's what I, was saying. I went to catholic school for a little bit but it was like really the only catholic part about it was like religion class or whatever yeah which was weird did you have to go to church yeah we had to go to church every friday i don't remember how often we went most people seem to say that it was a once a week thing yeah uh i literally i do not remember that's uh, 
Yeah. Blocked it all out. Yeah, those I don't know if I have some repressed memories going on there, but <laughs> I hope I don't. But I have uh I don't know, it might have been once a week. It seems that seems like a lot though. Right. I don't know. I don't know if I remember going that much, but it all felt the same, you know? So like take a chunk out of a a school day yeah. to sit in a church. It was wild. Church is so weird. Bizarre to me. Absolutely like, bizarre to me. Once a week, you're gonna go here for an hour. We're gonna eat this man alive. <laughs> Drink his blood. Yeah. Yeah, and we're all like, yeah. This is, yeah. They're like, this is how we, yes. This is how we make ourselves good people. Do you hear, like, what are you saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> we're going to practice cannibalism. Yeah. Kind and of, then yeah. we're going to be great. Yeah. <sighs> uh-huh. I have, like, I've been going through it with the whole um, uh, post indoctrination stuff. Tell Just, me more. Just uh, figuring out, like, I don't know. I, I'm definitely, I think of myself as an agnostic right because i'm like you absolutely do you Mm -hmm. if you're not like messing anyone up like live your life i vibe with that but they uh, obviously obviously people are using that message to be terrible people (laughs) i'm sitting here like you missed the point i've been watching this older show on hbo and uh there's a scene where this dude like cheats on his wife uh, with like a sh- uh, stripper or something and then he you know the guilt's eating at him and then he just goes into some random church and just goes to confession and just tells the priest and the priest is like all right man i mean that's kind of fucked up but say you're good now say the acts of contrition or whatever and the dude was like all right and then he just like did it and then he like just forgave himself and i think that was the point that the show was trying to make is that you know there's people who just do that you know what i mean because people can't sit with their own shit so they have to you know Tell a priest and then right. not tell your wife. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then what? all is forgiven because you're forgiven in the eyes of God. Yeah, I will never understand. I used to. Oh my gosh, hated going to confession. I was always just like, I only. I think I really only went, and then I talked about this in the last episode. Mm-hmm. But I think I really only went for my first penance. Oh, my mom made me go. Yeah, like your parents are devout Catholics. Oh my gosh, they still make you go to church? No. Oh yeah. my god, thank God. When do they? Uh, I think they gave up on me. <laughs> when uh must have been like 17 16 17 yeah that sounds yeah that seems and my mom like is super cute like she still invites me your to parents go. are very nice people so and nice very hospitable they're so nice mm-hmm. little little cuckoo yeah but like that's everybody's parents, parents aren't, right right yeah, yeah yeah but yeah my mom like invites me she's like we're going to church if you want to come yeah <laughs> like that's okay have right. fun yeah my mom will ask is like a joke yeah uh-huh. and we laugh <laughs> Do your parents go to church every Sunday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were doing virtual church. Oh, yeah. My mom was doing that. Yeah. They loved it. Really? Mm-hmm. My mom. Okay. I would so. sit at the computer and Facebook live. Yes. <laughs> yep. And I would wake up on Sunday morning and come down like a lot of, lot of, yeah, yeah, right, a lot of singing going on. <laughs> yep. in here. I mean, like you said, good for them. What oh, do you yeah. got to do? You know, my parents are good people. So. Yeah. My mom is like a great a great person Mm -hmm. some of like the places she gets her views are questionable sure right well that's really what it like i mean my grandparents are both conservative and i don't know if they always have but i know that all they do is watch fox news i think my mom has at least like stopped watching fox news my grandma stopped watching fox news because they're too far left right right (laughs) i was like oh grandma isn't it crazy (laughs) dude like the the political spectrum of like where <laughs> when you start to realize it of like 
how far right some people are getting and like <laughs> how, i mean I'm, I'm i keep scooching further to I, the left i was I like am, i gotta get away yeah i'm so left it's it's insane Same. like through this whole thing like all i've been doing is just like educating myself more mm-hmm. and just like reading a lot more and i'm just like you know i used to consider myself you know just like liberal i guess yeah and then i'm like fuck liberals nope, bro but i am a socialist yeah yeah <laughs> emerge from the pandemic like, right yeah, yeah, yeah with your hammer and sickle yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, i'm yeah, communist yeah. now i love the uh so is your tiktok feed all like communist oh, and socialist? yeah it's amazing yes. mine's like it. a lot of social justice which yeah. makes me so happy yeah see that's what i'm saying that's why tiktok rules they figured it out yes you know what i mean like it's just like yeah I, this is everything i want to see yes yeah. i'm up i'm obsessed and i've like i've learned so much there um have been so many uh, GoFundMe's that I learned about, different organizations that I learned about, and um, I think it was like Gen Z for Justice or something. Ooh. There's like a bunch of high schoolers, and they're putting together like all these facts, this huge website of like ways to prove your point because like they they know what they think, yeah. They just don't have the the facts to back yeah. it up because they're been children. great for me to have. Same. Uh, yeah, back then. It is. The the Gen Z uh, political awareness thing is pretty sweet. I'm to, alive to it. for it. Yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah. I remember I was reading about something. Maybe I was watching something um, talking about how that's become such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, of course, there's a bunch of adults that are like, they don't know anything. When I was a kid, we didn't <laughs> care because we didn't have to. It was like, yeah, well, when you were a kid, the economy favored you. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was learning. Okay. So I took this training, this mandatory training. It was called an Alice training. So Alice people are above the poverty line, so they uh, enough so that they don't qualify for um, benefits. support and benefits. Yeah. Um, and so we had to do this training where we were given um, limited funds and we had to – um, kind of be this family and decide where we're going to allocate our funds and then a, f- a family emergency happens and so we have to like take money away and I learned about have you ever heard of the GI Bill am yeah. I the only one who's like just learning about this with, with like the military yes yeah. when like veterans came home mm-hmm. and they gave all the white veterans like housing and education uh-huh I can't believe I was just learning about this. Yeah, this yeah. blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, um, World War II specifically, mm-hmm. um, and I don't, I don't, I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about it, but I, I know the gist of it. I clearly know nothing. <laughs> well, just that you know, yeah, basically, I mean, dude, we've seen we once you take a real look at, at American history and everything, and you see how they just kept reinventing slavery in new ways. And they were like, yeah, go fight our wars. Mm-hmm. And when you come back, we'll take care of you. And then they came back and they were like, just kidding. JK. JK. Yep. Second class citizen. Pretty much. Thanks for the help, though. <sighs> Blows yeah. my mind. Mm-hmm. And like the um, prison industrial complex right now. Oof. Have you seen uh, the documentary 13th? I have. Yeah. Good shit. Not uh, good shit, but the documentary yes, is a good documentary. It was really well done. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Oh, I, don't, I, I like... I don't understand how people can look at a system like that. That's and obviously I'm studying it as far as schools go, mm-hmm. where it's housing, it's um, taxes on houses that get put towards the schools, like yeah, in like property tax. tax. Yes, property yeah. tax. Thank you. It <laughs> gets put towards the schools, and that's why schools in nice neighborhoods are yep. very nice. Uh-huh. And schools like mm-hmm. where people are paying rent mm-hmm. are awful, and they have no resources. They have no support. And 
I don't remember what I was saying, but oh, the system, (laughs) the whole system. And we're back. How can you look at that and say, this is good? Yeah. Let's keep it this way. Yeah. Because, um, again, this all goes back to trying to build a more empathetic society. Right. Um, It's people, uh, people don't care because it doesn't affect them. Mm hmm. Another weird thing I learned was that Walmart hmm. is one of the biggest lobbyists um, for policy involving schools. They what write the education fuck? policy. That and you know why sense. Walmart writes education policy? To keep people dumb? To keep people uneducated. So that they keep working at Walmart? Yep. And as soon as you... I, oh, I don't know if this is true, but I saw... <laughs> <laughs> Great assault. Great assault. <laughs> yep. We're good. So I saw that when you get a job at walmart you, they give you the paperwork for snap yeah yep is Be- that true i uh, i mean my i don't know i read that on the internet as well um but i, I did see our, that our twitter feeds probably exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. The same. I, I did see that so i mean can't confirm or deny i've never worked at walmart um or or know that but i you know i did see that so i assume i mean why are they knows, allowed to do this in what way does this make sense yeah um shit's fucked up Yes. For sure. And uh, very rich people um, are ruining everything. Yeah, I and guess that's, that's the moral I, of the story. Yeah, and it sucks because I you know, I really hate to be the doom and gloom guy, but it's just like the more you realize what's happening, it's just like, fuck, dude, everything is fucked. But like at the same time, I liked, I just want to have this like tiny little glimmer of hope mm-hmm. within me that yep. like this generation well, you can do. knows what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And is going to maybe fix it yeah. while I'm in a nursing home. <laughs> I hope so. I love Gen Z. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I, I kind of am one. I'm the elder. Yeah. Yeah. 95, you, baby. You're 95? I yeah, you're July 95. Hmm. But you were ahead of us in college. Yeah. Well, uh, I only you did three years. Smart. You just kicked, skipped a grade? <laughs> wicked smart. Yeah. Uh, I did three years at Fredonia. And I had a different major every year. That's crazy. I was absolutely crazy. Wow. I was picking a major. What a thing. Uh, hated every second. Uh, think about that idea of just putting yourself into that much debt and just being like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I was BFA musical theater aided. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was I going to do with that? I went for music business and audio production. That's working out beautifully. Well, the audio production part, I, I figured out. <laughs> and yeah. music business. Yeah. You're honestly exactly where you should be. I guess. I'm just in a lot of debt. Well. Yeah. I'm throwing a lot of my student loans right now, though. I mean, it could get forgiven. <laughs> I like this with the fingers <laughs> of being like, Ooh. just a little bit. Please, Mr. Biden, yeah. could I have some debt uh, forgiveness? That guy doesn't care about anybody. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad at, like, some of the things he's doing. Sure. Yeah, at like, least he's doing something. Yes. That's where the bar is. Oh, I wish it wasn't where yeah. the bar was, but it is. Yeah, it's insane, man. It's better than the alternative. Yeah. I just keep telling myself that. Right. I can't right. believe the alternative was the alternative. That's what I'm saying, but dude, like That it's like, this was the best choice. And it's just like, this guy. Just sad. Yeah. It's so fresh. Did you see the thing that Mitch McConnell said about uh, Probably. corporations? Oh, yes. So the, I, and I can't remember exactly. What I, know, I can't but either. Basically, he just like came straight out and was like, yeah, we don't want uh, corporations involved in our politics except for lobbying. And it's uh, like, dude, that's what that is. That's like, literally that is what, the definition. Right. But the fact that he was just like, yeah, this happens and we're cool with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, why do, how does anybody support that? I don't know. I don't get it, man. And I don't get how people don't 
hate the rich. I just don't understand that. Like people who like defend billionaires blows my mind. What? You're not gonna be that. No. Like. Mm-mm. And they're making it way harder for you to ever mm-hmm. get anywhere. Oh yeah. Ever they're there. like yeah. push pushing you down from the top, mm-hmm. and you're not you're not getting up here. Not a chance. Yeah. I also saw this quote from uh, Kamala Harris where she was like, "So many wars have been fought over oil," and I was like, yeah. "Oh, now Whoa. we're just like yeah, yeah, we're yeah. saying we're just it. saying we're it. like yeah. open about this right. now." Eventually, that just ha- like, and that's just American politics. It's just like. Eventually, they just say it. They uh, say it out loud. Right, yeah. So, they, I mean, that's like the Republican Party's platform. That's their whole thing. It's like, we just say it. And then I, people are like, we love that. You have to appreciate <laughs> the honesty at a certain point. But, I like, guess. when you're being honest about these horrifying right. things that you're right, doing, re- yeah. maybe keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, right, and that's the the whole joke everybody makes you, is that it's like Republicans are they're evil they're oh, just not sure. gonna lie to you about it but democrats are evil and are just gonna lie to you about oh, it. oh for sure and just gonna pretend that they're not you know and it's, it's the the meme of the uh planes dropping bombs and like the one just has like blm and yeah. the pride flag on or uh i saw a whole bunch of it was under a bridge somewhere and it was like spikes anti-homeless yeah. architecture yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. it was painted rainbow. Was rainbow i was like yeah I know Dude, you're trying. How about putting? How about investing money into anti like homeless, like benches, what? park benches, and that kind yeah. of stuff? Yeah. If I, like, there, I how saw about one you yesterday. invest in the homeless people? Right. It's insane. I saw one yesterday on. This Elmwood. country just shits on the poor. Over and over again, <laughs> like we made you poor, and now we're gonna shit yeah. on you. Because we absolutely can. That's fucked, man. And we're going to keep making policies that yeah. make you poorer. So, sorry, everybody, that we're getting all... This is how it is, though. This is what's happening <laughs> out there. But I, what we can do... What can we do? Is just try to build a more empathetic society. That's literally Because I think that thing. really is the key to all... Of, I, think mm-hmm. that, I think that solves gun violence. Yes. I think... You know what I mean? Like, the and the thing is, is like, I am not... On the gun thing, I'm weird, you know, because like once you get far enough left, you're like, mm, we need the guns. I, I can see. I can see that. Right. But I am not against gun regulation. Obviously, there's oh, common obviously. sense gun regulation that we can't even get past. But my point is, um, you know, I don't think there's any sort of state legis- like, you know, if they do like Colorado was talking about like a statewide assault weapon ban. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, well, that doesn't really fucking work because then you just, just have bordering gonna... states that are just going to drive across right get one anyway it needs to be a federal oh absolutely but um who knows anyway (laughs) the empathy thing yes um you know because i think we have a huge and i hate to say this because this is like the rights argument is that we don't it's not a gun problem it's a mental health problem it's like okay yes you're correct but you also don't give a shit about Mm -hmm. that either so like but that's i mean what i think it is is like you know recognizing um you know people who feel left out of society Absolutely. you know what i mean and uh and not saying that and the reason it's a bad argument by the right is because it's like okay well yeah i have fucking mental health issues too and i've never <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's the argument but so um which is yeah correct but um you know i don't know i think if we have people who are just looking out Absolutely. for people and, and being more caring and accepting of everybody mm-hmm. i don't think those kinds of things would happen i also firmly believe that everyone should be in therapy therapy should be yeah affordable. i said that episode one man therapy should be affordable yep. therapy well, yeah therapy should medicare be accessible f- yeah medicare for all is the most obvious yes it's like 70 percent of the country 
is like in favor of it and uh-huh. like they're not even talking about it nope. at the some people are some of the people some of the politicians that i follow on twitter yep um are like trying and it's like i i, I appreciate the effort I but you. like yeah well, I, I but mean, nobody's listening to you you gotta think that like as as people in congress pass on <laughs> you replace them with people who are a little you know inching to the left yeah you would think but even i don't know i mean we're losing aoc I can't even understand. Yeah, it sucks to see that. I was, I was a big AOC. I was and she's so just very, big into AOC. Yeah, she's just very about Biden, and she's very about playing to the center. And I'm just like, and I, I part of me gets it. It sucks to have to get but it, But it's like, it? yeah, it does. But it's like, because you want to keep your seat, I guess. But it's like, somebody's got to be calling these people out, man. That's what we like. I mean, Bernie Sanders. Sweet still, boy, Bernie. Which is crazy, bro. How old is he? He's like almost 80. He's been he's been this forever. forever. And forever. I vibe with that. Yeah. That's I know what I'm saying. You're That's not why feeding, you can trust this guy. You're not feeding me bullshit because yeah. I saw you get I saw pictures of you being arrested. Right, from the from like protests, civil yes. rights protests. Civil and rights shit. protests. Yeah. Like you and were then there. like when he was, you know, involved in Congress in like the eighties and nineties and like those videos of mm-hmm. him saying that shit back then, dude, and people and it's like, how how have we <sighs> been disrespecting this man? I find him so yeah. hard. And that dude loves this country. I know. He really does. And he loves the American people. And that's why, like, and that's why it's just like, dude, I don't, like, dude, you even got Joe Rogan endorsing him, which people forget. Joe Rogan endorsed Bernie Sanders. was like, this is my guy. I mean, yes. Yeah. Just basically, there was a lot of people on the right that liked him. Uh, as far as my family went, they well, were not a not big yours, fan. <laughs> no. yeah. They're the only people I know on the right. Yeah. So like that's my base. Some of my family is there too, but um, it's a mo- it's my family that is uh is mostly uneducated. So I don't. Do and it. I like I don't know when I hear what they say, I'm like, yeah, of course that's what you think. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, it's like I under I know exactly why you have that opinion. I said the exact same thing yeah. to my mother on the phone the other day. Yeah. She, I think we were talking about trans youth and hormone blockers. Okay. I was like, hormone blockers, totally, totally safe thing to use. And she was like, I just don't think it's right. You know, if a, a boy's a boy. Yeah. They should grow like, up to yeah. be a boy. And I was like, I, I understand like why you would have that opinion. Yeah. And I don't know what mm-hmm. else to say to you. I Dude, was like, this is evidence-based like, practices. Right. And I guess this goes back to not having empathy. But just like, how do you not like, like, what do you think our goal here is? Like the the, us who are in favor of this, what do you, you, what do you think we're trying to do? Oh, it's an agenda, Aiden. How? I don't know. That's like, I I want somebody to answer that question. It's just like, what do you, what could possibly be my agenda besides making sure kids have like proper mental health care? Right. Hello? Have you met me? Yeah. Hey man, we're just trying to make people feel like they can be themselves. Like at the end of the day, you know what I mean? It, it blows my mind. Yeah. Like, that's um, unsafe. Are your parents, I mean, do they, like, uh, you know, I, sh- I assume they watch a lot of TV. I can only assume that people on the right just, you just watch TV all my day. My mom, see. well, Discovery Plus. <laughs> yeah, she's right there all the time. Yeah. Yep. But, like, uh, as far as, like, watching the news and stuff. She has been so much better about okay, not good. watching the news. And I think it's because my grandma's going cuckoo to the right. And my mom is scooching further to the yeah, left. She's and like, it makes me so there. happy. Yeah. She's like... Hearing how insane it sounds coming out of my grandma's were mouth. Were they, were any, did, did any of them freak out about the Dr. Seuss thing? I think my mom asked me what it was about. Yeah. I'm sure my grandma's freaking out about it. I try not to talk to my grandma that much. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> but, I see, did you see, I mean, uh, there's TikToks I see of, of people talking about like, 
um, you know, their like right-winged parents or something and be like bust in the room and be like, did you hear? The left is canceling, canceling Dr. Dr. Seuss. And they're yes. just like, what the fuck are you talking Where about? Where did you get yeah, that? Yeah, like it's just like, and that's like <laughs> the talking points they pick are just insane. And it was Dr. Seuss's insane. family who did it. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was a completely private thing. Yes. Same thing with the potato head thing. Yeah. It was a, it was a private company. That made an executive decision. Nobody fucking made them. We didn't. Nobody was. They were doing this with Aunt Jemima. Right. And yeah. Because they were trying Uncle to. Uncle Rice. Yeah. They were just trying to be progressive. Uh-huh. That's literally it. And then. Oh, it's Jemima on my syrup anymore. Yeah. yeah. What? Is, why are you angry about that? There's Makes children. Makes no sense, man. <laughs> There's yeah. children who are saying. starving. Yeah. And that's the battle you're going right. to pick. Exactly. Exactly. Blows my mind. So, um. I don't know, and I don't know if you've talked to this. I know that your dad is from India, mm-hmm. and I know India, they, like, love Donald Trump over there. They have, uh, well, their I prime mean, minister. It's one of the biggest countries in the fucking world, so I'm sure it's pretty pretty mixed. But Probably. just, I remember seeing, during the pandemic, I think Trump went over there. Yeah. And, like, there was just, like, this stadium filled with, and I'm like, why does India love fucking? Because. Tell me. So they have, uh, India's prime minister, his name's Modi. Um, he is very much like Donald Trump, oh, okay. uh, uh, anti-Muslim. Yeah. Just, a that's a big thing over there. Around, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. It's Where, ridiculous. So is the, is, is Hindu like the biggest, I think so. It's Hindu. Um, it's like Christianity here is, well, I'm sure there's Christianity Jainism, in India as well. And then Christianity is like in the South part of India. Okay. But where my dad's from, I think it's predominantly Hindu. Mm-hmm. Have think. you been there? Yes. Multiple times. Really? See my family and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it awesome? It has to be. I have a great time. I mean, yeah. it's it's nice when I'm with my family and we're hanging out, but driving through the city streets, like, it's it's so hard. Yeah. I want to it's adopt. crowded with people, right? It, there's so many poor kids. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, can I please adopt you? Yeah. Um, but, like, one time I was, I must have been so young, and we were in uh, Bombay, Mumbai, and I was, there was a little tiny girl who was so skinny, so malnourished. And I like leaned out the window to give her money. And this older guy like snatched it out of my hand and ran away. And I was like, ah, I was freaking out. And so then we get to the, we get to like the next, next intersection. And I just remember hands like reaching in the window. Oh, damn. I was so scared. How old are you? Oh, probably like nine. Oh, wow. <laughs> so scared and yeah, i just wanted terrifying. to help this tiny right, child course, and she like yeah. it's 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 really bad there yeah what is there do you know anything about like their uh government and like how like are they like a capitalist oh yeah yeah i figured yeah makes well because he's like he's just like trump so. right that's what i'm saying <laughs> money yeah, yeah. And when money you have, over the people yeah that's all yeah well so that goes back to the other thing is like my i have this philosophy or theory mm-hmm. or whatever and i'm probably not the first person to come up with this and i don't <laughs> claim to be but what i think about all the time with with these kinds of things and trying to understand what the fuck is going on yes. is we have a spectrum of empathy and on the other end of it is greed sure yes 100 and, and i think that's where everybody yes exists and you got a bunch of people that just love money individualism things. and their shit yeah have you watched the documentary uh capital in the 21st century i have not it's on Netflix. It's very good. Okay. It's basically about like the history of the world economy, mm-hmm. um, at least in the modern age. Okay. Uh, basically, since the Industrial Revolution, and uh, it, it's 
mainly focuses on the United States uh, and like you know England and and all of like the the world bigger players, leader. yeah, yeah. Uh, and how like how everything changed after the Industrial Revolution and, yep. and how we got to where. But it goes through all this shit through basically how like our economy was killing it mm-hmm. until like the seventies and the seventies like they just and since the seventies yeah they've just been fucking writing all this sort of legislation that nobody's paying attention to and like you know nobody was making a big it's deal just... about it until they slowly they slowly just pulled out the middle class and, uh-huh. like, and yeah and that's what we're living in today is we're now living yes, in is. the beginning of like the real aftermath of what has been going on since then so i highly recommend that i, mean, I, think I really will like for it. sure be watching yeah. that did you watch last week tonight um Which where they one? talked about the deficit no I haven't watched it. So I got to be honest. So I was watching, I used to watch like regularly, I would watch Bill Maher mm-hmm. every Friday and then I would watch last week, tonight, every Sunday. I don't, I want to be clear that I don't like Bill Maher. <laughs> I really don't, I but I like his show. Okay. Like I just, I like here cause he is just the most like center left liberal, like moderate, just dude. I, you know, don't fuck with, but I've never um, listened to Bill Maher. I mean, he's Ever. he's very moderate. He's just unbelievably moderate, and he's just yeah. this—he's really old, <laughs> and he's like this old cranky. Uh, sing, he hate—he's always been single, and he hates children. And incredible, yeah. And he lives in California and complains about California all the time. Um, all right. So, but I like hearing his takes on things because I just want to know how, like you know, because sometimes I'm like, all right, I can't just only drown yeah. myself in leftist theory yeah. you know what i mean like i want i need to know what other, but i won't i won't even honor people on the right though because it's like you're so far gone and you're so far like you're f- f- there's so much corruption mm-hmm. there there's so much bullshit there like i won't even honor your opinion but like fair so from the center over is where i you know so oh, yeah so to me bill maher is like he's towards the center so i listen to him there but i would listen to him my point is that i would watch the show every friday and then i would watch john oliver mm-hmm. on sunday which i love john oliver i love, love john, john oliver, oliver so much um so i would watch him every sunday but it just i don't know it became too much uh, just recently i would say like in the last month that it was just like i can't just um bombard myself with this um all yeah. the time you know especially john oliver because I'll, there's a lot of times when John Oliver's show makes me just feel very like down and like yeah. that's not because of how he is. It's just no. that he just tells the truth. And he's throwing facts at you. Yeah. Like, rapid, rapid fire. Yeah. Facts. And he's like, oh, this is what's actually going on. You're like, yeah. holy, like it's way worse than we actually think it is for like uh, everything, you know? So it's it like, so I, I did, I, I just had to take a step away from it for a, lot, a while. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch the deficit one. Sounds sad. But it's let's go. Actually, it was more educational than anything because yeah. I don't think I fully understood you know that big old at that level clock yeah. where it's just counting up to trillions and they had I to add another it, one um it's uh, they were talking about how every time a republican comes into office they cut social like social benefits yeah and so it actually decreases our like the money that we're producing as a country right because mm-hmm. people don't have the ability to get to jobs right so on and so forth and mm-hmm. so uh, a democrat will come in reestablish those social benefits and the income of the or the money that we produce as a country goes up yeah and so apparently if we were to increase the social benefits our deficit would go down yeah <laughs> and that doesn't like in my head that doesn't make any sense because if we're spending more money wouldn't it yes, go up but you're stimulating the economy right 
And I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah. I mean, think about the stimulus checks. Yes. That's what saved the economy because it gave it to us and we put it right back into the, the economy. Most people paid off debt. Yeah, I did. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what I literally just, my stimulus check was very late this time because yeah. I fucked up on my tax returns and flipped some numbers around. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I was very tired when I did those. <laughs> um, I'm always tired. Well, Rory and bought so, an electric bike, so that stimulated the economy, I suppose. Oh, that's what that was? That was a stimmy buy? Yeah. That thing is sick. It's ridiculous. I love it. I was riding around in it when I was at your place. It was great. I'm happy for him. Yeah, me too. Questionable buy, but stimulate the economy, right? <laughs> Questionable buy, yeah. So I, I just threw all mine in my student loans. Yeah, um, I mean. Which felt great. If I'm, I'm being sure. Yeah. Free money to just like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Down. Yeah. Won't even let myself act like I have it. I'm just going to throw it right in my suitcase. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the move. I'm yeah. so bad at money. Um, but yeah, dude, that's when you invest in American infrastructure and you mm-hmm. invest in the American people, the people, the working class, when you yes. invest in the working class. And that's, dude, and when you watch this documentary, I'm the so capital, excited. the capital, that's what basically what it proves. Yeah. It's like in the 50s and 60s, we literally, like with. FDR writing the New Deal in yep. the 40s, mm-hmm. and that was literally the New Deal was just giving, basically just giving a bunch of money to working the working class. Yeah, not actually, not like literally, but like but investing in a way. In them. Yes, investing yeah. in the working mm-hmm. class, and that's when we saw the the best economy we ever had, and that's why, and also the most educated economy or the edu- educated uh, society we ever had because yes. we had a bunch of educated middle class people. Because we built a very strong middle class, and then they got educated, uh-huh. and then that's when you get, you know, the civil rights movement. Now, I'm not crediting the civil rights movement with the educated middle class, but they were because they were educated for mm-hmm. the first time. They were able to not just hear, you know, they not just write off what black people were, you know, trying to explain to them of of what they're trying to yes. fix, you know. So. Yeah. Uh, as an educated society for the first time, they listened and said, mm-hmm. okay, we're with you. You know what I mean? And that's why you had, so obviously I'm not crediting them with it. Obviously they're the leaders <laughs> of the civil rights movement, but that's like what, you know, that yeah. that's why it was so successful is because you had this very educated society that mm-hmm. was trying to move forward and that's how you got that success. You know what Absolutely. Mean? And so. It's um, all in education. It really is. Education is oh, huge, man. I'm so such is. a big. I mean, I, my dad's a teacher and I've got tons of family that are teachers yeah. and stuff. And those are my favorite people. Like all the teachers in my family are my favorite people. They know Love how teachers. to, they know how. Except to for those ones it. we were talking about. Yeah. The yeah. bad teachers. We don't yeah, vibe with fuck them. Bad teachers. Fuck bad teachers. Yeah. You can be doing so much for the world. Right. <laughs> and that's why I think socialized education. Yeah. Like I mean, never, we never kinda, in a million years. They in, um, started doing Common Core. Right. And um, I don't know much about that. I know a lot of people hated it. <laughs> I think people were mad about Common Core because of the math. Yeah. But the math actually makes sense. Okay. So when we add numbers, we add, um, you know, we just figured out, put them on top of each other. Boop, 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 boop. Top to bottom. And then apparently kids now are learning to separate their ones from their tens from their hundreds. And oh. they have a better grasp of math mm. overall. Because it was that created by, uh, by, like, scientists so yeah. i guess it makes sense that it would work i love scientists right <laughs> big fan just me over i love teachers i love, I love teachers. scientists. i love everyone yeah i mean i kind of do i try to yeah it's it's hard it's hard it's practicing empathy yeah it's a practice like yoga yeah. or meditation yeah. like you have to get yeah. good at it that's the whole thing is it's easy it's so easy to not care yes you know to just shut off right and that's pr- i think what the big problem is is people like just 
push a little bit harder, bro. It's easy. Please. It's so easy to just shut off everything yeah. Yeah. and worry only to, worry about yourself. Exactly. And it's easy to, to judge quick, too. That's oh, the thing yeah. that I, I struggle with. That there's Snap sometimes judgment. where it's like, yeah, where you see something in your head, you just think like, you know, just a, a thought goes through your head that you're just like, that's stupid and I should make fun of that. And it's just like, real, why though? But could you I know? maybe not? Right. And that's really what it, uh, the entire empathy thing is. It's like, yeah. just think about it a little bit further <laughs> than where you just were. <laughs> just, you know, yeah. give it Question a Question why your initial thought was that. Yeah. That's a, uh, it's a lot. It's just implicit thoughts, implicit bias. Yeah. And it's then people crazy. just get set into that and they just can't break that. It's what's wild to me is when implicit bias was pointed out to me, I was like, oh, okay. Like, it's Can you a explain thing. what that is? Implicit. So there's implicit and explicit bias. Explicit mm-hmm. bias is like saying, hey, I'm a racist. <laughs> you know? Hello. Hello. It's me, I'm a racist. A racist. Yeah. Implicit bias is something that um, has kind of, it just ingrains itself in you because you see things throughout your life that so a good example is whenever um some kind of crime happens or whatever they show um like a mug shot they'll talk about if it's a, a black individual they'll mm-hmm. show this like really scary picture of them yeah, right yeah. and when it's a white kid he's what it's, when it's a white kid Turner, he's holding he's his diploma yeah 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 so the one, so, so that's implicit bias or so, explicit bias Implicit bias is when you associate images, like mm. scary, scary images like that. It like just gets ingrained in your head. Uh-huh. So when you like, I think the best example my teacher talked about was like um, people when they're driving through like a questionable neighborhood, they lock their windows or they lock their doors. Yeah. They don't think about it. Right. They're just like self-preservation conditioned, yeah. conditioned to be scared in this environment mm-hmm. because there's people around who you saw pictures of on the news and they looked dangerous yeah even though they probably weren't dangerous right this goes back to what i was talking about and i don't remember which episode it was but um the idea of shit that thought just fizzled out of my head give me a second you're good you take your time i'm right here Not going where anywhere. was i going with that the images Say what you said again. <laughs> the images of people who yeah. might look dangerous, but probably really aren't dangerous. Uh, I don't know. Don't remember. Wow, that's crazy. I know I, I had, I was going to go back to, there was an episode that where I said something. Fuck, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up. It's okay. It happens all the time. Yeah. I wrote a podcast and this happens every single episode where there's just like, I'm about to say something. That's like my then. favorite part though. You're like, I yeah. can't remember where I was going yeah. with this, so well, right. let's just keep going. Right. Yeah, you just have to, you know? You got to keep moving. Because... We could sit here in silence until you think about it if you want. Well, that we might have be... people listening. They got to get on with their day, you know? I guess that's a good point. We don't point. want them to just sit here. Um, I, I'll see how how far we've gone. Here, hold on. Is there a... I don't know how this... <laughs> we. Oh, wow. Just over an hour. So here's where I messed up with Kaya is that I go, all right, yeah, we hit an hour. We could wrap this up. And then we talked for 40 more minutes. <laughs> um, so I don't want to do that. But um, I do want to try to end it because we got a little dooming. We got a little, um, I don't know. How can we. What your let's go with your family. Right? Okay. You have your 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 conservative family. I sure do. Do you? F- this might be a tough question, but it's no, like, do you it. find it? 
I mean, it's definitely easier to just like let them be how they are. You oh know yeah. What I mean, 100%. and when there's and when you have a grandmother, you know what I mean. It's like all right, you're she's gone. You're gone. Oh, yeah. You're she's a lost cause. But you're in, you're 80 years old and you're in QAnon. There's nothing we can do for you. Oh no. Yeah, but like. I don't know. My thing is like with 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 people and their views. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I I don't try to tell anybody how to how to do their shit anymore. I used to. You know what I mean. I used to get real because I cared a lot because I was a very passionate guy. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like with your parents, like it's got to be tough. Like and like, how do you do? You have you have you made progress with them? And I feel like you have yes. to, right? I mean, especially but, with my mom. Yeah. Um. I just explain it. I, you got to like explain it. I'm coming from a place where I care so right. much. And we're the same in that boat. And yes. that's why it's like, cause I have had conversations with my parents where I have helped them progress. Yeah. And they're like, you know, show them to think of it in a way that they haven't. And mm-hmm. obviously my, I mean, my parents res- respect, um, you know, acknowledge that my education level on these things and, and respect that. So they, you know, they don't think mm-hmm. I'm just blowing smoke up their ass, but um, I don't think that was the right phrase for that, but, um, <laughs> you know, just bullshitting. Yeah. Like I have like data and research to back it up and everything. Oh, to that's show my them. thing. And so, yeah. It's so it's like, like, but it's, you know, obviously it's very difficult to change people's minds, especially if, you know, my parents were like moderate Democrats and now I have them um, fully converted to like leftists. Oh, see, I'm starting further to the right. I have more work to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's draining. It is. It is extremely draining to be like, you know, uh, so it's easier to be. To just like be like, whatever, they just are how they are and that's it. But yeah. when we go back to the question of how do we build a more empathetic society, it's like, okay, we have to keep having these conversations. I know. Like, but we, you have, you to, have to include do it, them. Right. But you kind of have to do it. It's so hard. It you know? is. And I, basically uh, what I want, what I, how I want to end this is, is like, how do you find peace in... Because I think that's the approach is everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't come at them like you can't lash at people when they no. say something offensive because that's just going to make them mm-hmm. want to do it more because, yeah. you know, they get into like fight or flight. Defense, and it's yeah, like, yeah, it's defense. Yep. So it's like so you have to be like gentle about it. But it's like, I don't know, have you when you have conversations with your parents, mm-hmm. are there different ways that you've had like success with getting them to to think about things differently? Sometimes I do. Uh, for the most part, I talk to my mom on the phone a lot. Mm hmm. And so I really just say things conversationally. Like I say, oh, well, I I actually read this paper. It was really interesting. Like, do you want me to hear? Do you want to hear about it? Like some of this might might change your mind or that kind of stuff. Right. And she can straight up say no. And I'll be like, Mm. okay. Yeah. So it's tough when people are just like, they don't even want to hear it. Yeah. My mom is very open minded. Yeah. Um. I don't try to work on my dad anymore. I think yeah. my dad's a lost cause, but that's okay. You did, though. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. Never had um, any success? Um, my dad is super stubborn. Yeah. I get my that. mom's also really stubborn, but my mom is super open-minded. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah. Like, she went through so many things throughout her life, I think, that have influenced her perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, my oldest brother is gay. And was bullied a lot, obviously. I didn't know that. Yes. He's my half brother. He's the sweetest little baby. So um, was he um so he was bullied a lot? Was that in school? Yes, like yes. So, so was he, he homeschooled to, as well or no? No, my mom really wanted to be able to homeschool him, but at the time my parents were broke. Mm, so Mike had to go to school. Yeah. And he went to Lewport, Lewiston Porter. Yep. Yep. Small school. <laughs> Terrible school. Yeah. Uh, well, and, at the time. And like in the middle of nowhere, kind of. Like yeah. you're Super. up in like the 
beyond the wall as rory calls it <laughs> you're like you're up pretty... I'm, I'm further north yeah <laughs> like my home is further north from lewiston yeah um but it was during the aids pandemic or the aids epidemic yeah and uh, like gay people were bullied and ridiculed mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he also like social norms are not his strong suit <laughs> So he came out in middle school to this group of kids who were like like feeding him to the vultures. He Whoa. fed himself to the vultures. He didn't read the room. He didn't read the room. He never does. Yeah. But I love that about him. I really do. Yeah. It's kind of pure. <laughs> so pure. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's like, yeah, to think that, well, why would they make fun of me? You know, to kind of have that mindset. Be, of just like, I'm yeah. honest with you. Yeah, right. Yeah. I just want to tell these people who I am. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, because that's how it should be. It should be that, yeah. right? The world should be full of Mike, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's not, unfortunately. You're very close to your brother. I love him. Well, yeah, I love him. <laughs> uh, he, uh, we're not super close. He is 14 years older than me. Oh, wow. I think. Yeah. So he yeah. like lives in his own place and uh-huh. like has his own life and job and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't see him a lot. But when I do see him, I, I we, we stick together, me and Mike, because for the longest time, my family gave him a hard time, especially my grandma, gave him a hard time about being gay. Like, you need to be celibate because whoa, having gay sex is whoa. a sin, right? I can't even imagine. Yes. So yeah. he had a horrible time at school. And then, like, as far as my family goes, yeah. not super supportive. You're not accepted at school. As... You're not accepted at home. Yeah. yeah. So, and he's just the most wholesome child. And right. it hurts Clearly. my heart. I could tell, I've never, I've never read it. I didn't know your brother was gay. And yes. like, you just like off this story alone, I'm like this, I want to find this man and give him a hug. Cause he seems Please so, do. yeah. Like, <laughs> but as soon as I came out, I think I was like 16 and I didn't, I was so sheltered. Mm-hmm. I, and you are by yes. correct okay i'm sorry i didn't want to assume but <laughs> totally I'm just making you sure got it right party yeah <laughs> so i was like i didn't know what bisexual i didn't know that was a thing yeah um and so i told my mom i was like oh there's this girl that i like 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 i would usually like a boy and i'm super confused and my mom was like yeah it, it's natural to like, admire women and then and, just left it at and that. then just left it at that i was like okay but like i she, think i like her right right right. no 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 like mom like i got you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my mom was like not cool with it not about it wow. and then i i didn't know mike was gay because it was always kept like hush hush wow. in my family wow. and so i was like putting the pieces together i was like mike's gay and <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> wait a tick yeah. and so i like told him i was like hey uh, I too am part of the uh, LGBTQ means, community, yeah, my yeah. friend. Um, and so then at every family gathering, I was just like, gay pride, gay pride, gay pride. <laughs> just like, just hammer at home. Yeah, yeah. I was just telling my yeah, entire because, family, which, defending right. him. Of course, because this is who we are. Yes. And you are our family. Yes. <laughs> and so it was easy for me being bisexual. I just wouldn't tell my parents when I was dating a girl. Yeah interesting yeah so there's that was pri- easy enough for me there's a privilege to that there was a privilege to bisexuality yeah, that's interesting. i'm not I've gonna never, lie yeah i've never uh even considered that yeah so i just wouldn't tell my family when i dated a girl wow and just went about my business yeah. and then whenever i was dating a guy i was like look yeah <laughs> i did it yeah look family here's your here's your norm yes yeah. here's your uh heteronormativity yeah heteronormativity okay. uh but that was kind of nice about the the whole pandemic like sitting home you get to like think about everything does um your brother uh keep in touch like with your parents like as do they have a good relationship or is it still oh yeah he talks to my mom all the time um he's my half brother so um different dads yeah i don't think he's got a great relationship with my dad 
Yeah. I like. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, but I I think out of all of my siblings, how how many siblings do you have? I have three brothers. Okay. So I think I keep in touch with Mike more than my other two brothers do. Um, Are you the youngest? No, my, oh, okay. I have a baby brother. Oh, okay. He's brilliant. Really? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. He's at RIT I mean, your dad's for very computer smart, science. Right? Yeah. My yeah. dad's pretty smart. Yeah. RIT for computer science. I brag about him all the time. Yeah. Good. Good. I love that. <laughs> He's great. Yeah. I got uh, smart brothers too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you were talking about one of your brothers who is like a lawyer. Dave. Yeah. Dave's a real smart guy. You have so many brothers. Yeah. There are five of them. And it's I, hard to keep up. I can't like. Oh, I was talking to Danny last night about how, uh, I want to have, I want to do a different episode with each of my brothers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that'd be interesting. Be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, so they, we all, we, it's funny. We all, we really are all different. Oh, for um, sure. But at the same time, there's something that all of us have that is just Genetics. Like, well, yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. There's something about all of us that exists within our personality. That's like the exact same. You know that's I mean? so cool. It's an interesting dynamic for sure. And we're, and we're all extremely close and, and that's amazing. see each other a lot and yeah and it's so cool that like a lot of you stayed here with your parents for like a long time or like you've come back yeah and stayed with your parents that's so cool to me yeah i mean yeah my parents rule nice. i wouldn't be here i mean dude i'm there i'm converted this room into a podcast studio yeah and they were <laughs> just like home. okay <laughs> and yeah Whatever and they were just like let's support your dream it was really hard. Uh, do them. you know uh there's a comedian named kyle canane who has a very funny joke about how he wanted to be in a punk band like growing up but okay. like his parents were so supportive that it like defeated the purpose of playing punk, <laughs> punk music you know what I mean? because it's like and that's what's so relatable for me because yeah. it's like i'm trying to be like this rebel like you know like playing playing punk music i mean when i was a kid (laughs) you know when i was was like like, no when i was like 13 yeah you know and i'm like playing in my first band Mm -hmm. and i want to you know be punk and like and then my mom's just like good job sweetie yeah you guys practice in the basement i'll make cookies you know yeah that was part of the calculating joke i can't take credit for that but that's really how it was that's exactly what your mom is like too yeah Yeah. she makes cookies all the time she loves cookies cookies. we got some downstairs you want some yes all right, cool. We're going to get some cookies. We're also going to um, have some drinks, and we're going to build a fire. I love burning um, It's things. beautiful out. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Um, I know it's not great for the environment. but Sorry, that's the environment. Yeah. I forgive myself for a lot of environmental stuff because it's like, you know what? It's the the guys running all these companies that oh got to do gosh, something. Yes. They're the ones ruining it. I'm... You know, sucking water. I'm trying my ponds, best when I can, man. And that's the rainforest. We can't be perfect people. I'm not doing you know? that. I'm not in the rainforest. Right, exactly. That's yeah. not me. Mm-hmm. I use a reusable water bottle. Uh, got it right <laughs> that was here. So aggressive. I know. I'm the only one in my family that uses a reusable. Water Are you bottle. joking? It's insane, dude. We got that. My we have a dope fridge. Yes, with the you thing do. on the front to fill it. And my Super dad cool. just buys bottled water and just drinks. No bottle. way. And I'm like, oh, and he thinks it's all right because he's like, well, I refill the plastic Why water bottle and i'm like just that... get this and just fill it up with our fridge that blows my mind you know i can get them to it, it's easier to get my parents to be like progressive pro black lives matter mm-hmm. pro lgbtq like i can get them that far mm-hmm. but using a, a reusable water bottle that's just, where they draw the line yeah all right i we probably talked for 40 minutes again <laughs> But Julie, uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks You're an amazing guest. Me. This uh, was so fun. Uh, we talked about a lot, and 
uh, you are a very passionate person. You're a very empathetic person. As and that's <laughs> what we're trying to do with the, in the world here. That's what I'm trying to do with the show yes. is just spread some. And I know we talk about some doom and gloom stuff, but we're trying to overall spread a positive message. Yeah. Make a more empathetic society. And we're trying to care. We're trying to help people. We're trying right? to care. There's doom and gloom, but there's also hope. Yes. And we got to focus on the hope. Yes, absolutely. Recognize the doom and gloom. Recognize yes, that it's recognize happening. recognize it. Yes. Be aware of it yep. because it's important and to be aware. And then have hope that we can get Yes. And then bank on Gen Z to save us all. Shout out Gen Z. Shout out Gen Z. All right. We'll see you later.